Good morning. Peace be with you. We are heavy on the left side this morning. <laughs> Hope the church doesn't do this. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the Lord, right? Um, please uh, take a look at your bulletin with the uh, announcement sheet here, please. And just some reminders here. Out in the narthex, we have the donor statements. I'd like to also uh, encourage you uh, to write a, a letter to uh, Rosie Kendig. Uh, she is seeking encouragement and I think feeling uh, alone and missing uh, this church. Uh, and she's in a good place and a safe place. And there's a lot to do, but, uh, you know, there's moments that I've been told that she thinks about how things used to be. And so I think uh, a card, a well-wish, uh, would just take some of the sting out of it for her. So please consider that. The digital sign. Apparently, we are at around $7,500 collected with more that has been committed to it. So we're close. We're close to halfway mark uh, where uh, a member, another member has uh, graciously agreed to make the other half of it so that we can have a sign out on Magnolia. So uh, it's not too late to donate if you, if you haven't, and thank you for uh, your, your prayerful consideration of that. Portals of prayer, haven't mentioned this in a while. I think people are grabbing them because they're going out the door, and that's wonderful. I, if you haven't grabbed a portals of prayer, the daily devotion, I encourage you to do that. Uh, it only takes a few minutes of uh, your day to read through it, maybe a, a couple extra minutes if you get into the Bible and read the scripture that they uh, recommend, but this will bless you. And I just, it's good for you. And it's a lot easier to take than castor oil. I don't know if anyone, did anyone's parents make them do that? Mine did. Yeah, you know, I think that'd be child abuse now. But anyway, it's easier to take than that, I can tell you from experience. And I think that's about it, except we have uh, guests today. We are blessed by Adair and Chris Gillette. So thank you so much for Abba Father's got a big smile on his face looking at this family here today. So let us stand. Our opening hymn uh, is uh, actually in, a, in an insert, and it is Lamb of God by Twyla Paris. So let's stand and sing the
come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. O oh, most merciful God, we confess that we are our nations and our We have sinned against you and God, word and deed, and what we have done, and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our own heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
for the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. You may be seated. Good morning, everybody. I don't know what's going on with the right side and the left side, but uh, let's hope that we can start filling up all the sides. All right, our first reading is from the book 
of Isaiah. We'll be reading chapter 49, verse 1 through 7. In the Pew Bibles, it's on page 1138. It's pretty powerful, these verses, <coughs> 1 through 7. <coughs> I find that our prophet Isaiah was uh, giving a lot of prophecies as what's going to happen in, these, in the readings that I'll be reading here shortly. He'll be talking about the prophecy of bringing back the people from Israel from captivity from Babylon. He'll be talking about Christ as the light of the world to the end of the world and the Great Commission. So let's read and follow along chapter 49, 1 through 7. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me from my mother's womb. He has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be a servant to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. He says, it is too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. To, this is what the Lord says. The Redeemer and Holy One of Israel, to him who was despised and abhorred by the nation, to the servant of rulers, kings will see you and stand up. Princes will see you and bow down. Because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Join me in, <clears throat> as we read in, in the insert in your bulletin, Palm, Psalm 40, we'll be reading responsibly here. The bold print will be your response. One through 11, it's printed in your bulletin, Psalm 40, one through 11. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. 
many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. The epistle is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. This can be found also in the Pew Bible on page 1771. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul called me an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brothers Sustenus. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ, Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gifts as you eagerly wait for our Lord, Jesus Christ, to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord, Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel, according to St. John from the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is from St. John chapter 1, verses 29 through 42, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1647. John 1, 29 through 42. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. And then John gave his testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God! And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went, and they saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard that John had heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing that Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, when translated, is Peter. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. <clears throat> will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> do you remember when I made you guys do this? <laughs> we'll get ready. Today, I, I need you to be eyewitnesses for me. Can you do that? 
I knew you could. That's Mr. Rogers very poorly done. Here's what you need to do. When you hear me say any word that has to do with seeing, I need you to put your hands up like this, like a pair of glasses or like binoculars, okay, like this. All right, let's see if you can do it. All right, good job. <laughs> good one, Bob. I can't make my arms do that anymore. <laughs> so here's what will happen. You're going to, as I read, you're going to listen for words like see, saw, watch, and look. Okay, got it? And I'll kind of clue you in. All right. Are we ready? Here we go. It is important for us to keep up with what is happening around the world, wouldn't you say? We uh, have many ways of, of seeing what's going on. Seeing, very good. And the ways that we keep watching, we look at the news. I, I, I really love you and I thank you for doing this for me. Now, a typical news broadcast may have several live on-the-scene reports. The announcer might say something like, Fire destroyed a downtown business today. Channel 13 Eyewitness News reporter Art Vandele is at the scene. Art? And Art would say, Thank you, Bob. I am talking with Phoebe Buffet, who witnessed the fire. Phoebe, can you tell us exactly what you saw? Oh, you are good. The eyewitness would then tell everyone what she saw. It really helps us to understand what happened when we have an eyewitness report, don't you think? Even though there was no TV during the time that Jesus lived, eyewitness reports were still very important. For example, one day John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him. He said to the people with him, Look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I told you about. He also said, I didn't know he was the Messiah, but when I baptized him, I saw the Holy Spirit come down from the heavens like a dove. It came down and landed right on his shoulder. I saw with my own two eyes, and I tell you, this is the Son of God. And when the people heard John's eyewitness report, it helped them understand and believe that Jesus was truly the Son of God. Okay. Great job being eyewitnesses. And you can stop making glasses now. Most people come to know about Jesus because someone else tells them about him. Perhaps it's their parents or a Sunday school teacher 
maybe a pastor or a good friend. I want you to think about this, but who is someone who has told you about Jesus? Maybe it was your parent, uh, maybe a friend of yours or a teacher. I want you to picture in your mind and that event, if you can, when you heard about Jesus for the first time, do you remember? You know, these peoples who you named in your heart and in your mind, they're being obedient. They have given an eyewitness account of how Jesus changed their life to you. And God invites us all to be part of his eyewitness team. Now think about this. What would you tell someone about what Jesus means to you? What would you tell them? Are you prepared? This is a petition that I have, a prayer, if you will, for you that may we always be prepared, always be prepared to provide every man, every woman, every child an answer to who is the author of our faith, your faith, to testify of the one who gave his son for all who believe, to boast of the one who resides in you. So let me ask you this. How'd you like my little presentation there? It was kind of cute, right? Yeah. It does rehash the theme that we hear over and over again. Some, some may say, yawn. When you hear the words of John the Baptist, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's John 1, 29. This confession of John's, this confession is the axis, the center point in the divine service where saints just like you in every land contemplate the fact that Jesus bears the sin for the whole world. Lamb of God that takes the sin of the world. Listen to me now, please. Listen to me now. When you hear before the institution of the sacrament there, when you hear it is right and salutary and so with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn Holy, holy, holy Lord. This, right there, is the moment where saints of every land contemplate this beautiful fact. Jesus bears the sin of the whole world. We do that together. Here on earth with the hosts of heaven. And in the aftermath of the Anus Dei, the Lamb of God, that's what that translates to, 
Believers anticipate receiving the bread and the wine of the Messiah. This divine forgiveness food sustains you. It sustains our faith until we too, we also are found guiltless in the day of our Lord. This is no cause for a response of, <sighs> yet some Sundays, some Sundays we may sense at the point where, holy, holy, it's like, <laughs> we are almost ready to get out of here. Bread, cracker, a blessing, and I out of here. Let me remind you of something else. The first sign and wonder of Jesus was at the wedding in Cana. John 2:11 says, "This the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory." And his disciples believed in him. John 2.11. You see, Jesus fills jars with more wine for people who've already had too much. Did you hear me? Wine. Water into wine. For people that have already been drinking too much. And I think that's done on purpose. Jesus turns water into wine for anyone who ever left church, went to eat lunch, and then realized that they felt exactly the same way as they did earlier this morning. With all the same problems and all the same vices. The event recorded by John the event was called a great sign. This event, it is said in John's words that it manifests God's glory. And what we see here is this. He threw good after bad. The best wine, heavenly wine, to people that already had too much of the world's wine. He sent good wine to drunk folks. Our God sends good gifts to sinners. In our condition, your condition, my condition, sometimes we, we don't care enough. Sometimes we will not improve enough. Sometimes we won't learn enough, these enoughs that we put on, on ourselves. But that won't stop God. God gives good gifts to his children. He gives more gifts to you. He gives more mercy to you. He gives more forgiveness to you. And it's not because it impresses anyone. He didn't do this miracle that manifested his glory in Cana 
in the wedding at Cana, he didn't do that to impress anyone because the sign was done in secret. It wasn't advertised. Hey, check out my son. Look what he can do. It was done in secret. That water into wine. And God doesn't give good gifts, mercy, and forgiveness to you because people earn it by making responsible choices or being good. Jesus does this great sign because it was the third day. It's that was the day of celebration. It was that that was the day Christ rose from the dead, the third day after paying the price that we couldn't and that we wouldn't pay. And Jesus gives in this church for the same reasons. That wine, that water into wine, was not just a a beer run from on high. That was demonstrating that he can take the ordinary and make it extraordinary. And he's doing that in you and for you right now. And Jesus gives gifts to this church for the same reasons. It's, it's a celebration. He gives good gifts for sinners, regardless of what they've done. And however empty we may feel, whether you feel it or not, notice it or not, or appreciate it or not, yawn or not, there is good wine there. It is the blood of Christ for you, shed for you, his body given for you. Are you ready? Are you ready for that forgiveness, that good gift? Come, the table is prepared. In the name of Jesus, amen.
stand. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the Son of God, who lives in the Let us pray together in the Lord's name for the mercy he has promised to all in need. For the church, the body of Christ, and the elect whom he has called into faith and fellowship through his Son, and for this congregation now gathered at his building around his word and table, let us pray to the Lord Lord, have mercy. For the missionaries in the field, for the newly planted congregations, and for each of us in our baptismal calling to worship, to witness, prayer, and service, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For husbands and wives, for all women with child, for children and families, for the Spirit to renew our appreciation for the sacred gift of life and our responsibility to protect life from conception to its natural end. Let us pray to the Lord. For the agencies and ministries that support pregnant women and their children, for our service to the poor and those in need, and for God's blessing upon all our works of mercy, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the nation and our president, for the governor of the state, for all judges and magistrates, and for those who serve as firefighters, police, disaster workers, and medical personnel, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and those who care for them, for the dying and those who mourn, and for those who struggle with mental illness, that God may heal them according to his will and grant them comfort and peace in their trials. Let us pray to the Lord. For an end to aimless violence, for the virtues of compassion and kindness, for grace to forgive those who hurt us, and for us to seek forgiveness from those whom we have hurt. Let us pray to the Lord. For grace to recognize Christ, the Lamb of God, for boldness to confess him before the world, 
and for a thankful heart to acknowledge all his goodness toward us. Let us pray to the Lord. For a steadfast heart in times of duress, for strength amid temptation, and for the grace of humility so that we may not fall victim to pride and arrogance. Let us pray to the Lord. For faith, as we approach the Lamb of God to eat his body and drink his blood in this sacrament, for grace to keep in holy hearts what we receive upon our lips, and for the Spirit to keep us in this faith until Christ comes in his glory. Let us pray to the Lord. For generous hearts, that we may humbly remember the giver of every good gift and joyfully return to the Lord our tithes and offerings. Let us pray to the Lord. Gracious Lord, receive the prayers of your people according to your promise and grant us all things needful, but keep from us all things harmful, that we may be kept safe and secure in the arms of our Savior until he comes to bring all things to their perfect fulfillment. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, our Lord. Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, sharing our life, he lived among us to reveal your glory and love, that our darkness should give away to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy
the night in which our Lord Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup that we proclaim, shouting it out loud, Christ's death, his resurrection, and his triumphant and glorious coming again. Let us pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. good wine because it's his true body and his true blood given, shed for you. A means of grace, blessings being poured out upon and into you. I've heard you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and this table is prepared for those who claim him. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you forward. Come. The table is prepared. Will you please stand? Like I said, we got the cracker, we got the wine. One more song and we're out of here. But there's so much more, isn't there? So much more. He is so much more. And he doesn't hold that against you if you or me have thought that. You probably weren't even thinking about it until I mentioned it, so it's on me. We have a loving father, one that invites us to call him daddy. Call on him. He hears you. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is uh, Blessed Assurance. Mm-hmm.